Since you enjoy this show, I thought I'd throw out there another podcast you might like. It's a show about the intersection of design, technology, and the creative process. It's the Design Better podcast. And in each episode, hosts Eli Woolery and Aaron Walter bring you conversations with inspiring creative thinkers like John Cleese and David Sedaris, people who bring design and technology together like Tony Fadal, co-inventor of the iPhone and the iPod. So far, some standout episodes for me have been when they talk to John Cleese of Monty Python about creativity. That is one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite people. Then also one of my favorite musicians, Tycho, about his creative process. And they talk with Seth Godin about how creativity is an act of generosity. I've always been fascinated by design, the creativity behind it, the implementation of it, both to improve our lives from a functionality and user interface standpoint, also from an artful bringing beauty into the world approach. So whether you're a design curious person like me or a design pro, Design Better is a great listen that inspires and informs. Subscribe to the Design Better podcast at designbetterpodcast.com or in your favorite podcast app like the one you're using right now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I am your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week is another unique episode. This is the first time I've talked to two people at the same time. Can he do it? This week I'm talking to Daniel Hayes and Vanessa Hayes. And they are the couple behind SimpleLifeTogether.com the podcast, and the site. And they are all about lifestyle design. Now, that has to do with routines, creating space in time and in space. Not really going to go sci-fi on you, but this is going to be another one of those episodes where we talk about the spaces that you work in and the time and the setup and the routine and the seasons and all that kind of good stuff. But first, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Igloo. Igloo is an intranet you'll actually like. You can share content quickly with built-in apps, blogs, calendars, file sharing, forums, and Twitter-like microblogs and wikis. Everything is social, so you can comment on any type of content and app mention your coworkers, follow content for updates, and use tags to group things around the way that you work. You can add on rooms like mini igloos, for each of your teams to work in. It's easy because the whole thing is drag and drop and features responsive design and uses beautiful fonts from Typekit. Igloo has enterprise-grade security and you can start using it right away. It's free to use with up to 10 people and when your Igloo grows, it's only $12 a person each month. Go to igloosoftware.com slash beyond to start building your Igloo. This week is unique because I am interviewing two people at the same time for the first time ever. This week, it is Dan and Vanessa Hayes. Welcome to the show, guys. Well, thanks. Thank we're, we're the two-for-one special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys do a podcast but also a website called Simple Life Together, which right off the bat, that's talking my kind of language. <laughs> and I also love to listen in on husband-wife podcasts because just the give and take that you get 
from a show like that. Uh, I have a few others that I listen to, one or two that I listen to that are like that. And you just get, I don't know, you, you, sometimes you get the drama a little bit, but in the fun way, you know, like, because yeah, right. it's been, because it's been battle tested, you know? <laughs> so tell us a little bit, each of you take maybe a turn and say, okay, this is who I am and this is what I bring to the table as far as what you're doing with the show. Okay. Well, Vanessa, why don't you go first on that one? Well, um, I guess the first thing that is kind of, um, that stands out for me is that I am a professional organizer and so that's kind of what I bring to the show as far as how to simplify things and make your life a little bit easier and um, and I've got a lot of experience with working with families and with spouses on how they can have how they can come together to reach common goals to help simplify their lives because usually when they're calling me they're kind of stressed out you know something is just to the point where they just need help and so I kind of bring that to to the mix um, as far as the podcast. And, and I was in the military for 27 years, and I retired. And um, so, you know, for a long, long time, my life was was pretty set. And um, and that had its its good and bad points. Um, it took a lot of time away from family, and I was gone a lot. Um, but I did love my job. I, mm-hmm. I, it was an absolute honor and pleasure to serve for so long. But when my time was up, you know, I kind of I floundered a little bit about how we wanted our life to be. We were so used to moving every couple of years. And where that comes into play for us, Eric, is that through all of these moves, now Vanessa's moved 27 times. I think I've moved 19. And, you know, every time you move, you take an item and you're like, why do I still have this? Why is it still in the box from the last move? Yeah. Candidly, we were living that typical American consumer-driven lifestyle. Uh, you know, the deferred retirement lifestyle where you work until you're about 65 and then hopefully you're still healthy enough to enjoy retirement. We both got really tired of working the, you know, working for five days to be able to pay for the two days that you take off on the yeah. weekend. And, and we really sat back and looked at our lives and said, you know, what, what do we really want to do? And so we started to design our lifestyle the way we wanted it. We kind of refocused our dreams and so forth. And as we were doing that, we well, the kind of, answer the answer kind of came to us. It was kind yeah. of like every we just need to simplify our lives, right? And I think a lot of Dan's training. And sorry to interject here, Dan, but no, just no. to I think what you bring to this is that thank goodness he was floundering because he had to do a little bit of soul searching. Exactly, I think. and. Yeah. And with that, you know, he was struggling with, do I, do I fulfill society's expectation of me to have this, this nine to five job running the rat race and making all this money or whatever the case may be? Or do I focus on things that are important to me, things that I want to do, not things that someone's dictating me to do? And so I'm actually very grateful that he had this kind of, you know, an epiphany, epiphany, right? (laughs) And then he was working on me going, this is what I think we need to do with our lives. I think we need to simplify. And more than just organizing, which is my specialty, but no, like kind of downsizing, which is kind of odd to hear from, you know, middle-aged couple to downsize. Usually you hear that from elderly couples yeah, that have right. to go into assisted living or something like that, you know, or empty nesters or whatnot. And so it was kind of an interesting shift for us. But that's kind of what Dan brings to this. And then, of course, a lot of his background <laughs> with his training and stuff. But... um but yeah, so I think that's kind of, thank goodness Dan went through that because it kind of set us on this path. And we are so excited about it that we just had to share it and just kind yeah. of experience this with other people. As we looked at it, Eric, we kind of were like, um, 
there's there's on one side you have this consumer driven society and we're all inundated with that we talk about it on the show all the time that yeah. you know the studies are your your the typical person could is possibly subjected to 5000 advertisements a day between their commute and radio and tv and internet and so forth and then on the other side there's minimalism which we're really drawn to but but we're still we're we're a family we got kids we're we're somewhere in between and there wasn't a lot of support out there for somebody kind of in between we're not at the raising chickens in our backyard stage yet we'd like to do that <laughs> yeah. someday you know but uh but we're not we live in a suburban house yeah. um that's that's twice the size we need you know we'd like to go down to about 8 or 900 square feet under 1000 for sure so we said there's not a community out there for us so let's start one and uh, so that's kind of how the podcast and the website was born. I love that you you actually touch on the fact that minimalism is appealing, but it can be almost as constrictive in some ways as the overabundance that that most people, I would say, on average, most people fall towards the the overabundance of things. Right. Not, not that they're hoarders, but right. that they just have so much stuff. So yeah, from that perspective, somebody in the middle ground, minimalism is definitely the direction you want to go, but it's not necessarily yeah. the, the full extent of where you want to be with that. Right. And one of the things we talk about, or a, a general theme of the show is there's no right way. It's what's right for you and your yeah. family situation and everything. And you know, I've personally run away from something that tells me this is what you're supposed to be like and this is what you're supposed to do and this is the right way. You know, we kind of, um, we shy away from that now and give people an opportunity to kind of shape how they want their life. And uh, Yeah, instead of giving them specifics, this is how many items you have to have and this is how big of a home you need to live in, we actually shift the, the priorities or their thinking into, why don't you think about what your real goals in life are? Right. What what do you really truly value in life? What are your priorities? And then you can kind of work backwards from there, because you know, like we're saying with this consumer driven society, we're we have all these avenues of letting things into our lives and letting things dictate our lives from even not just things, but relationships, activities, activities. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel compelled that like you have to be the best mommy at the PTA or all this stuff, and and the reality is is that. That may not be the most important thing. Spending time with your family is probably right. the more important thing or getting more in line with your faith or whatever the case may be. What are your, what are your no kidding, true values and priorities in life? Then you work backwards from there. And a lot of times what happens that we found just personally and then with me working with others is that you have to simplify. And naturally when you simplify, you're kind of editing out things, whether it be editing friends. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just sometimes you got to edit out the people in your lives that are bringing either negative things and you know negative vibes and negative feelings and just that people that stress you out. You know what? Maybe you got to cut them loose. You right. know, or, or activities. Or activities. Yeah. And so everything just starts started to come back to simplifying. And there's no cookie cutter way of what simplifying is. But I think you just have to dig deep inside about what's truly important to you, and you can work backwards from there. Yeah. And I think, Vanessa, you as a um, professional organizer, you wouldn't necessarily say simplicity doesn't necessarily mean always less things. It just means that it's organized so that you do – you simply know where the things are. Absolutely. No, that's a very, very good point. A lot of what I do is – you know, that's, for me, it's the easy part, but it's not necessarily easy for my clients um, uh, how to get organized. But I do have some key things that I talk about. You know, first we – I go through a process, but we identify what they need. 
and what or what they want, what they love, or what they what they need. Basically, do you love it? Do you need it? Do you use it? Those are the three questions I ask them, <laughs> and then from there, that kind of qualifies what stays in your life, at least for now, because um, you can always edit again later. Um, but then, then I I move on, and I'm like, okay, so you've got all this stuff, and, and maybe it's just be some technical errors. Maybe they just don't have the right systems in place. They don't they don't have the right product or they're not storing the stuff efficiently. Maybe they don't have the, the items that, are, that they use every day in easy-to-reach places. So I talk about, you know, what do you use on a daily basis? Let's put those in more logical spaces, but let's actually give it a home. You know, there's a saying, it's called a place for everything and everything in its place. If you just simply establish a home for every item that you own, which is possible, it sounds crazy, but it is possible. It just makes life so much easier, not just for you, but if you have other family members in the household, that they know that the pens are in, you know, whatever, that, that <laughs> right. drawer, that's, you know, the top drawer in the kitchen right here, that's where the pens are all going to be. Or I know exactly where the, cu- you know, the, the plastic cups are or whatever the case may be. That's a big key to how I help people get organized is, you know, just establish homes. Um, but there's, of course, a big process that goes with that, too, as far as I try to get them to edit out things, the excess, because then they can focus on the things that really do matter and that they do need. But anyway, that's a good that's a good point that you bring up. That yeah. simplicity can be just defining homes for things. One of the things I like is as you enter into helping your audience learn along with you towards this process of lifestyle design, you guys drop a lot of f words in your show. <laughs> now, five of, five of them. there are five specific ones. Would you like to talk about what those are? Yeah, as we were going through this, we. <laughs> We, um, as we talked about earlier, that it really helps in any of these systems, whether it's getting things done, uh, any time management, any productivity systems. A lot of them start with begin with the end in mind, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And if you, in the military planning, is the same way. So when we looked at beginning with our end in mind, we looked at what are the things that are truly important to us, what are, real, what are the base things in our lives, the pillars of our lives that, we're gonna, that are going to guide all of our decisions from now until we leave the earth. And, and that is our faith, our family, our, our fitness, fitness, our finances, and, and our, our future. future. So through all of those, we, we kind of – we make a lot of decisions that – a good portion of the decision is already made. Um, and what I mean by that is every day we're faced with should I or shouldn't I on different types of things. Should I eat that particular food? Well, if we, we can make that decision, as tempting as it may be in the moment, if we have already committed to a lifestyle where our health is important to us, which is part of fitness, our health is important to us and part of that is a good diet – if we've already committed to having a proper diet, then the answer is, the, the answer is already there for us. Mm-hmm. And so these guideposts in our life serve just as that. They're guideposts to get us to our, our, our end goals. Mm-hmm. And so those, they just happen to be all Fs. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but we use those to guide us as mileposts through the, throughout everything we do. Yeah, as we were looking at our life plan and how do we, how do we, want, how do we see our lives you know, and what do we really want to focus more on? And so it just makes it so much easier when you really know what are the things that are truly important to you. The decision making process is so much easier because like Dan says, you know, the decision is pretty much there. And once you made that commitment, 
And so whether you're at the grocery store or you're deciding if you, if you need to volunteer to do something more, you're like, well, is that really in line with my family or my faith or my fitness or my finances or whatever? You're just better able to make smart decisions for yourself. Right. So. Now, some people would say, well, okay, but what if I don't really know what my um, pillars are? How would you suggest somebody maybe take some time to sit down and assess those? That, that's a really, really good question. And I think, um, I think the answer is actually in the question. You do need to sit down if it's just you or you and your spouse or – and a lot of times it's you and your kids – you really got to sit down and figure out what your core values are. What are the things that you want to stand for? And, and that can be pretty intensive, and it can change. Uh, at least parts of it can change. We thought we had a life plan. Mm-hmm. Um, we, de- we developed our life plan. We developed our future at one point. And that was when we were still a bit consumer-focused and before we took on simplicity as a goal. You know, we bought into the... Uh, Let's uh, get some land. We got four acres of land. Let's build this big retirement home. And that's where we're going to be. And I used to tell people, Eric, this is where my ashes are going to be spread or whatever. I'm going to die here. This is it. This is where I'm going to be. And then I really started thinking that, okay, what's the real cost of that? Because everything has a cost. And it's not just the cost that it takes you to buy something which is a you know after taxes cost it's also if you buy something you're also denying yourself something else right so that's why you have people who get trapped into this cycle of i have to work because i have to pay for the new big car i have to work to pay for the new big house yeah and if you look at our the typical western society right now how different our lives are from our parents lives when in the 50s, an average home was about 1,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. And then today, the average home in the United States is over 2,300 square right. feet. It's mm-hmm. close to 2,400 square feet. But around us, you can't drive a mile without seeing a storage facility. Right. That was unheard of when I was a kid. And then talk about uh, activities and, and your time schedule being cluttered. A lot of kids these days are signed up for everything. Yeah. And, and I yeah. like to, you know, I kind of call myself, I was raised as a free range kid. You know, <laughs> my parents would, uh, we lived in a, a, a decent suburban neighborhood. I'd on summer vacation, I'd run out the door at eight o'clock in the morning and my mom would say, be back for dinner. And I'd be out playing with my friends and we didn't have a lot. We just, you made up stuff. Uh, you made up rules to games, you made up games, you made up, you know, (laughs) activities around a playground or in the woods. And, and that's so different from a lot of your average American kid these days or average American family. It's everything is, we've all kind of bought into this thing gradually. And I think taking time to evaluate how you want to be in the long run um, you'll see that a lot of the things that you've bought into may not really apply. Yeah. It's not what you really want. And this is really, it's, Dan has some great points, but what, the one thing that got me thinking, and I don't even know who I heard this from. Um, I must have read it on some inspirational blog or something. They said, what makes you feel the most alive? And when I really thought about that, for me personally, I had to, you know, I, want, I had to ask Dan that, but I asked myself as, what makes me feel the most alive? And I feel the most alive when I'm with my family, just hanging out, relaxing, or when I'm out in nature, or when I'm taking care of my body. I love to work out, basically, <laughs> so I like to stay fit. 
but I feel the most alive because I, I feel I can, I'm just it's so in tune with my body and I know when I can push myself and I like to see the transformation that I make and it just makes me feel good and I feel healthy and alive and all that. And so those were all very important things. And when I looked at that, I was like, I want to be able to spend more time with family. I want to be able to travel more. I want to be able to to dedicate time to my fitness more and eat healthier. And you can't do that when you're tapped out all day long, whether you know it's at work or overcommitting with your kids and your family or you're a slave to your house because then now it's hard to afford that vacation or time off or whatnot. And so Dan and I really had to, that's kind of what we did. We said, you know, what makes you feel most alive? Yeah. What do you really want to do with your life? You know, I also wanted to spend more time helping others. Anyway, that just might be um, a tip for someone to start with, too. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search. Just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people, or at least it used to be, join more than three 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's something that works so well, it basically feels like magic? For me, I'm thinking air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, definitely. Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your own shop stage to the first real store stage, you don't have to just sell your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from brands you love and give your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify also helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond again go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash beyond yeah and i think Part of what you're you're talking about when you talk about the word simplicity or even the word simple, part of what you're saying by having these pillars is, you know, let's call out what are what are the the essences or what are the core pieces of what my existence is about. Oh, that's good. And yeah. by doing that, you can then make easier yes or no calls on all these things that come in that maybe don't have to do with those things. Um, I wonder how do you decide then maybe between two options if both are good and both are part of these pillars? Wow. Yeah, that's a great question. I think like any other conundrum that you face as a couple, um, there are times when you have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And, you know, we haven't, now that you've brought it up, we really haven't prioritized those pillars. You know, there's not one that's more key than the others, except for probably faith. Mm-hmm. We, um, and, and then I would think family. Yeah. And finances will work itself out. Future will work itself out. And I think fitness will too. So we would probably have to measure uh, to see which pillar it's more in line with. But I think that that's a, a, a certainly a, a good point to for further exploration. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a it's a good question because it's a conflict like any other conflict you face. And um, well, like any other conflict, I think the key too is is communication. I mean, that is huge. A lot of times, and I think honestly, even to be honest with you, with Dan and I, we had this kind of generic idea of what our future was going to be. But I don't think that we really, really hashed it out together until recently, right. until we got on this new path. And I think that's huge. And, and fortunately, Dan and I have a really, we have really great communication and we can just, you know, pour our hearts out and be completely honest with one another. Even if we don't like what we hear, we can do that. And I think that's key. And then you take time to think it over and then you go okay and you may have to give a little bit you may have to sacrifice a little bit of what you wanted uh, because in the bigger scheme of things it's more important that you have a a strong relationship and that 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 other person in your life is is happy right so um and i know we've kind of done that i know dan's had to kind of give because i i do take my fitness so you know seriously um but sometimes it can get in the way and so i have to go okay i'm i'm spending too much time on that i have to find the right balance but it's never going to be perfect. You always have to relook these issues, and I think communication is going to be key with it all. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's the thing. When we, when we talk about people who uh, we get asked a lot, well, what if one spouse is into simplifying their lives and the other mm-hmm. one isn't? Mm-hmm. You have to default back to the, the vows that you made when you're married. It's better or worse. You know, so that has to be, take primacy in your decision-making process. Uh, but I think if you're, if you're close enough to, to hold that true, in your relationship, then you're also close enough to be able to communicate well about it and meet somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think also due to the, you know, seasonal nature of life, there's going to be times where, you know, for example, if finances was one where it's like, okay, we're going to take this season and we're going to, in order to have a future, we're going to focus on our finances right now right. and, pay, right. you know, pay down all our debt. And, and so that means that without sacrificing maybe family time, we're going to do different things to support family time with, that don't require spending money. And so right. you, you kind of analyze all of them from from all different angles and, and kind of th- use them together as, as much as you can, you know. Right. Yeah. So, Maybe family time is, is having a garage sale of the things that you want to get rid of and, and everybody has their job in the garage sale and make it fun, you know, so it kind of does both. <laughs> and they, yeah. And they earn a little bit of money. Right. <laughs> Our daughter <laughs> loves <laughs> She loves when we have the the community garage sales. We usually don't have much to sell, but yeah. but we'll take something out there because she loves to be involved in that. Yeah, yeah. No, My daughter right. loves to to sell her stuff too, but mostly to get the money to get more stuff. <laughs> to get more stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was to bring up my daughter. Okay, if you want new, you got to get rid of the old. One in, one out. Yep. You know, yeah. <laughs> practice this rule. One item in means one item out. That's how we maintain the balance in the household. Right. <laughs> so and that's, you know, you alluded to it earlier, Eric. You know, I mean, it was spot on. It doesn't mean, uh, you know, having less doesn't mean denying yourself. It's no. not like we, you know, each one of our kids have a stick and a rock and that's all they have to play with. <laughs> you know, they have things. They have the yeah. things that they like, but it's just not to excess. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. And another aspect of the, the whole seasonality of life is that one of the things that makes 
moving from season to season so much more easy to do is routines. And I know that you guys have talked about that a bit. I'd love to to bring out the question that I ask everybody, which has to do with routines, which is in an ideal world, how do you start your day? <laughs> oh, I start my day the night before. Yeah. And I have a nightly routine. And so my nightly routine usually consists of a decluttering routine. So I pick up the house. And actually, we as a family do. The kids pick up their rooms. We put all the dishes away, whatever it is. We clean up the living room, put everything back to its proper home, like we talked about earlier. Um, And then I take a few minutes to review my calendar um, because I want to know what to expect the next day. Even though I usually know what's going on, I still want to make sure that I'm prepared mentally um, on, on the important tasks of the day, so I prioritize my tasks. I actually like to, I'm a visual learner and a kinesthetic, I like to write things down. Even though I'm very digital, I still will take out a sticky note every day and list my top three to five priorities. And then what I do is if I have a meeting the next day, I lay out all of my clothes, whether it's my workout clothes or clothes for the meeting. I have all my outfits laid out, ready to go. And then we also prep like the coffee maker or... Just I look at what the meal is going to be for the next day, and if I have to pull out food from the freezer, I get that ready. So I know that when I wake up the next morning, all I have to do is pour that coffee, <laughs> review that to-do list, and I'm ready to go. So my how I start off my routines, mine is the night before. And mine, I do review things the night before, and of course I take part in everything Vanessa was just talking about. I'm an early morning guy. Mm-hmm. I was up this morning at 3.30. Um, that's not, I'm not usually up at three 30, but it, I'm usually between four and five 30 is when I'm usually up. And I don't, I don't set an alarm clock unless I have to be to the airport or something like that. But, uh, that's just, I just wake up naturally. I go to bed when I'm tired. I wake up when I'm rested. The first thing I do is I usually make myself a cup of coffee. I try to be quiet in the morning. I use an AeroPress, so I love that coffee. If it's not my AeroPress coffee, and then I'm usually a little disappointed. <laughs> and then I usually hop online. It's my time. And if I have a, a project, a creative project that I need to work on, like if I'm writing, I'll work on that. But I break all the productivity rules that, <laughs> that you hear people talking about with not checking email or Facebook or anything like that. I do check those, but there's very little in my life that is an emergency uh, or urgent. Because, you know, you can use little, you just use little tactics to kind of eliminate that. Every once in a while an emergency comes up, you know, the car breaks down and you have to get it fixed or what have you. I work from home. My commute is 18 steps from the house out here to what we call our world shed quarters. And uh, so it's a pretty easygoing lifestyle that we've designed for ourselves. And I love, absolutely love my morning time. He loves his morning time. And let me tell you, when he doesn't get that morning time... He's a little grumpy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice word for it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but it's because routines are so great because it's, you know what to expect. You get into a rhythm. Um, you're just naturally calmer, you know, and I think when you, even when you get your family into routines, things just run so much smoother. I have a whole briefing that I did or a presentation I did for a, a group of moms about establishing different routines and how important it is not just for you, but even for your family, because you're, you're really kind of teaching your children um, some good life skills and how they can be better prepared to be independent adults. And so I am a huge, huge advocate of routines because it just creates that calm. And like I said, even when I'm out of my routine, 
I'm also I'm a grumpy pants too, so <laughs> <laughs> we both get yeah. a little grumpy. <laughs> and, and Eric, can I, I can I interject something here? Sure. I, I really like the 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 term that you use, seasons. Yes. And when and a future um, a future episode we're doing, we're going to be focusing on um, in our way of thinking. We have tasks, and then we have routines, and then we have rhythms. And that kind of harkens back to our both of our military careers, where um, you know you do individual tasks. Uh, to uh, to accomplish obviously a task, multiple tasks put together, you you can a- accomplish a a mission or a collective task, and then you have a, a rhythm of how things go throughout the day when you're like say if you're deployed or something like that, uh, or you're out in the field, and there it's what we call the battle rhythm, and so that your expectations are known, and the things you have to do to meet those expectations are known, and you said seasons, but then we all grow up kind of. In seasons, um, even if it's not weather-related seasons, there's different holiday seasons based on your faith or, or the country you live in. And we all have these different seasons as that rhythm. And if, you, and if you suddenly were moved to a different culture and that had different uh, holiday-based seasons, it would be very, very foreign to you and you'd feel, probably feel uncomfortable. You may be intrigued and excited about it, but it would feel different and uncomfortable and you don't know what's expected of you at different mm-hmm. times. And, and I think the same holds true when you're talking about your rhythms of life. And so that's how we kind of break it down. And, and we just kind of wanted to share that in a future episode of, of tasks, routines, which can consist of multiple tasks, like your morning routine that you just uh, alluded to. And then, and then there's the, um, the rhythm. The rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love hearing that you guys are working on your morning routine starting the night before. I wonder... For some people, I mean, I've had multiple people say, well, I start my day the night before or I'm a night owl or I'm a morning person. There's all these different – there's a spectrum of people there. Did you come upon deciding to do the stuff the night before because maybe that's when you were less tired or you knew you'd rather do it that night than groggy the night or the next morning or vice versa? I think we both have something. Well, I, yeah. My reason is because one of my struggles – and I know that sometimes you bring that up with your um, the people that you interview and you talk with. But my struggle with productivity or t- is, and whatnot is time management <laughs> because I'm a task master. I want to knock out as many tasks as possible and I will fill every second of my day with stuff. And so that's one of my struggles. And knowing that, I have to make sure that I am – because I will, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll sleep to the last minute and I'll make sure that I have exactly 40 minutes to get dressed or – you know, 30 minutes to work out or whatever the case may be. So I had to just by, I was kind of in tune with my struggles and, and where I kind of fall short when it comes to being, um, I don't know, on time to things. So I had to, I realized that I need to, in order to make sure that I'm where I need to be and, and I'm squared away for the day and not flustered, I had to start it the night before. So it was kind of out of a need. I really had to do it the night before. So, and, 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 for me, it was just part of my – I didn't really do it when I was a kid. Um, but ever since I've been in the military, from, from day one of basic training, you set up a night display is what it's called. And it's your uniform for the next day, your you know notebooks or anything that you need. Your boots are in a certain location. When you go to bed, they're untied so you can slip them right on. <laughs> and everything's hanging right there. Everything You know exactly where it's going to be because when they – sound uh the wake-up call in the morning uh, the bugler sound and the wake-up call <laughs> you got like three minutes to be downstairs and in formation 
dressed and that's right out of the right out of the rack. And so you just got so used to having everything squared away at night. My mom, I guess actually before the military, my mom on the before the first day of school, we had all our clothes laid out in a chair ready for us to put on that next day. Yeah. And so now that I think about it, that's probably where why it felt so comfortable to me when I was in basic training was mm-hmm. my mom doing a night display for me. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I I didn't have a lot of that going on when I was young. Um I still struggle. I still have the idea in my mind to get stuff together the night before. Uh-huh. And the best days are the ones where I do that and have my morning time so I'm not grumpy. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I it, but it shifts because I we have an 8-year-old daughter. She's almost she'll be not well, she's 8 and a half, I guess. And then I have an almost 2-year-old. And so those Ooh. two <laughs> spectrums of difference like yeah. something comes up where, you know, like for example, my son's sick right now. So that's kind of thrown our schedule or our oh, yeah. sleep schedule, I should say, out of whack a little bit. And so mm-hmm. maybe more than a little bit. Anyway. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, you know, you adapt. It's like, okay, uh, if my wife's up late and then I'm up early at about five with him so she can sleep and the other way around, it's not. So I don't get my own time, but I do get time with him. And, well, you know, you it's, go. you know, so allowing the grace and, and being, uh, flexible in spirit <laughs> towards towards changes as they come uh, as you move. But having the routine makes it so that you've got the structure in place right. so that you still always have like a, a forward momentum and you've got kind of a groundedness towards, you know, day in and day out. But it then allows you to have that flexibility to, to move forward. How do you guys approach maybe as seasons change – maybe making changes to the routines like, hey, this isn't working. What do we need to do here? Well, I'm always about reevaluating where we are. Um, a matter of fact, I was just uh, talking with Dan saying, hey, we need to kind of, uh, there's been some changes as far as uh, business-wise. I've, been, you know, I've gotten a lot busier at work. And so some of my routines have kind of been slacking. Um, and I'm all about just being open about I'm not perfect. I'm pretty well organized. I do practice what I preach and I am more than willing and happy to share that. But I also, things do come up, like you said, you know, and, and so things got busier at work and I'm just having a hard time keeping up with the meal planning. So I just asked Dan, I said, Dan, you know, since you're such a fabulous cook <laughs> and cause he is, he does, he makes these fantastic meals on the big green egg, which is our, our grill, our grill smoker, and smoker, right. everything in one. We love this thing. I'm like, you know what? I usually defer to you about what you want anyway. Do you think you can maybe do that part? And so we have to. So when things are getting hectic, we just we stop. We communicate. We I'll say, here's what I'm struggling with. Can you maybe take on something else or whatnot? And he does the same thing with me. He's like, I really want more time, whether it be my morning time or time to focus on my fitness. And we have to adjust. Sometimes it's not um, ideal for me, you know, but in the big scheme of things, I'm like, hey, he's already supported me with all these other things. That's the least I can do. Let me give that to him. Right. So we, again, we just communicate. And I always, um, and even with my clients, I, I always say that you need to have time to reflect, to analyze your systems, to see what's working, what's not working, and let's tweak it. Because again, things happen, things change, and sometimes you've got to kind of tweak it a little bit. So Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the cycle of you know, continuous improvement, that plan, do, study, act cycle that you go through in, in any routine mm-hmm. to continuously evaluate if it needs to be updated or not. And I'm also taking over more like the family finances. Uh, you know, Vanessa's just busier at work. And my time is my own. I, I do work with very select clients 
and almost all of those I work with virtually, virtually. and so that can happen at any time. So the rest of the the rest of the day is mine. I'm essentially retired from a good portion of my business life, other than those key select clients. Yeah. And so I can I can say, yeah, I'll take on finances again and take care of bills and all that. So um, I think it's a, a good advice to continuously look at areas that where you can improve. Mm-hmm. That's great, guys, and I love hearing that you just okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, this this isn't working. Hey, you you can do this, can you? And, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of shift it back and forth where the the weight it's it's you know a whole yeah. life and approach. So, <laughs> so we've well, broken you- all the paradigms. Vanessa does all the yard work, including mowing the lawn and everything, <laughs> and I guess I'm doing the cooking. And I don't look anywhere near as good in an apron. So <laughs> I don't want to leave you with that visual, but, but uh, too late. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like you can either you, you can either just dump a task all to get all together. You can delay it, which usually just makes the situation worse. Or you can delegate it, and delegate seems such a negative thing, but really it's not. It's kind of a teamwork thing, and that's luckily Dan and I have a, a, a great relationship where we, we can we can share tasks and things like yeah. that and so yeah and, so i just delegate it to him and, <laughs> and eric the only morning that i'm really picky about my things oh, is thursday, thursday morning mornings. <laughs> because i'm usually listening to you and cliff yeah through the chat room oh you gotta uh, see him eric. he is he is just buzzing around the house he tries to get our daughter to school early yeah because he, he's like this is my morning. eight o'clock i gotta be back he by eight o'clock there so. <laughs> right <laughs> you can't miss it <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think this is a good place to land with really just let's send some people to your site and tell them what some of the resources are that are there. Obviously, there's the podcast, Simple Life Together, and I'll have the links to all this in the show notes. Okay. And, you know, really the, the next thing is we kind of have show notes on steroids and, and they're, <laughs> they they're way too long. Uh, but we just want people to at least have a resource to go to. They're almost a transcript in a lot of cases. Yeah. But um, we really want people to have a resource to go to. Vanessa has uh, a ton of different organizing videos that we either link to through simplelifetogether.com or through her site at getsimplifies.com. And then uh, we do have a couple of uh, tutorials and so forth that are up there. And hopefully we're just providing a resource for people to to come and look around, get some ideas, and then share. Because that's one of the big reasons we started the site is we love the feedback and we love them sharing, um, the listeners and community sharing tips. So, And probably a community coming soon. We really would like to have at least some forums for people to, uh, to post some things. Our edit and forget it challenge for people who mm-hmm. want to edit 2013 things from their life in 2013 is took on its own life. We yeah. have so many people that have signed up for that and made progress, and that's open all year long. And so. tons that have already accomplished the goal, including us. We've yeah. got rid of over 2,000 items and a couple other folks that have done that as well. So, yeah, yeah you can, you're can. you more than welcome to, to join that as well. Yeah, sign up for that, and then there's a, a corresponding uh, private Facebook page that goes along with the Add It and Forget It Challenge. So we'd love to see... Anybody who wants to join us there, and there's no pressure. It's not about the number of things. Right. It's really evaluating what's important in your life. It's just that we happen to assign a number as just a, you know, some type of, I guess, a qualitative goal, not a quantitative goal. Yeah. That's awesome, guys. I'm, I am very glad that I'm not the only one out there that's putting out a podcast about this stuff. So, oh, yay. Oh, good. I, we, 
We'd love highly your endorse. Stuff. Yeah, I highly endorse your show. Your your show is one of the ones that I listen to that is similar to mine, and so people should definitely check that out as well as all the stuff you just said. So, uh, simple life together, and what is it? Get simplified. Yes. yes, that's right. I had a Z in there. I yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. That, before I knew anything about SEO whatsoever, <laughs> I said, "Hey, this is a cool name." <laughs> I am like, yeah. "Oh, I love it," but just because I love it doesn't mean anybody anybody else loves it or right. gets it. You should but, see me on the phone trying to spell out and get yeah, simplified. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, I mean, she has tons of followers and her YouTube channel, and Jeez. because she does a lot of great videos, you know, and, and so. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> if I only knew now, then what I knew now. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again, you guys, Dan and Vanessa, for coming on the show. Well, thank, thank you, you so Eric. Much. It's, it's been a pleasure. pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. A lot of fun today. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. Well, that wraps up another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Head over to the show notes for this episode at beyondthetodolist.com slash 40 to follow along with all the links and to go ahead and let Daniel and Vanessa both know that you enjoyed this episode. If you've been enjoying Beyond the To-Do List, please help us out by going to beyondthetodolist.com slash iTunes. And go ahead and leave us some feedback, especially if you have gotten something out of this episode or any other episode. We would greatly appreciate it, and we will see you next time. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. Find more great podcasts like How to Podcast, Clean Comedy, Once Upon a Time, Christian Worldview, and more at noodle.mx. Think, laugh, and succeed by subscribing to our podcasts at noodle.mx. Hey, thanks for listening to the end. If you're looking for a show to start helping you apply these productivity lessons on your business, check out Millionaire University. It's real lessons from real entrepreneurs teaching you what you need to know to improve your business or start one if you've been putting it off. It covers all aspects of business from starting marketing, growing, managing, and everything in between, wearing all the hats. And as an added bonus, I am conducting a number of those conversations, those interviews, so you'll fit right in. Again, that's Millionaire University. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.